You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi. Mark, what an incredible, wonderful first half hour. That, that actually two, fired me up. Yeah, two women of faith that are saying, reminding us that Jesus is the core of our lives. And giving two years of their life coming out of undergrad work, not to go into the business world or further degrees, but two years or maybe three as missionaries spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Talk about a leap of faith and putting their faith into action. That's impressive. And they could financially have made double or triple the salary that they're going to be making. Triple or quadruple. Yeah, exactly. Speaking about also a game changer too, second half of the program here, on May 23rd of this year, Cardinal Blaise Subic ordained five priests for the Archdiocese of Chicago at Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago. We have one of those recently ordained priests with us for the second half of today's program. Father Dan Coranchan is getting settled in at his first assignment at St. Elizabeth's Seton Parish in Orland Park. Father Dan, welcome to the program this morning. How is it going, Father Dan, newly ordained priest for the Archdiocese of Chicago? It's a joy to be with all of you. It is indescribable how just living this newly ordained priestly life has been uh, been slowly getting acclimated to life in the parish down at uh, in Orland uh, Orland Park uh, St. Elizabeth and uh, it's been good because it's a lot to get acclimated to but what an amazing amazing life this truly is uh, there was a priest in the seminary who told me he said look what we get to do he told me before uh, ordination and he, he was right. What an amazing life this is. Now, Father Dan, how is my classmate, Father Bill Corcoran, treating you? <laughs> he is doing very well. He is? Uh, is he, he behaving? Ret- yeah. Yeah? He, he is behaving. He just returned from a little bit of vacation time, um, and he has, just, he has been such a good mentor for me in only just such a short time. Uh, very kind-hearted, and he wants—one uh, thing I know he mentioned to me early on is he said— um, we want you to have a great experience here, and we want you to fall in love with the people of yes. God. That's and in about. such a short time, that has that's what's happened. How is also Father Kevin McRae doing? Yeah, you're, yeah, very well. He and I've gotten yeah. to he and I've gotten to know each other pretty well, and he is such a prayerful man. He's um, he worked in corporate, I think it was corporate finance or corporate marketing for about 25, 30 years, and uh, so his business acumen is really good. And just how kind-hearted he is. Uh, I celebrated a funeral with him uh, this past week. And just to see his compassionate heart, you could tell that he was just made to be a, a just made to be a priest. I knew, so I have some really great mentors. Because I knew Father Bill from the seminary because I was class of uh, 79 and Father Bill was class of 81. And Father okay. Kevin followed me at St. Mary's in Evanston. I was there from 2010 to 2016 as a pastor. In 2016, Father Kevin McRae joined at um, St. Mary's in Evanston. So now a question we have to ask you, Dan, and that is, 
and people I'm sure have asked you there, give us briefly your calling to the priesthood. Did it happen back in first grade, eighth grade, high school, college? Tell us your story. Sure. Well, I grew up in Burr Ridge. Uh, my home parish was St. John of the Cross in Western Springs. Mm-hmm. Grew up in a Catholic family, uh, the middle of five boys. And um, we would go to Mass every Sunday, but I think, as you probably heard a lot of people would say, it was just something that uh, something that we did. It wasn't something that really, really touched my heart much at all. Um, when I was in high school, my um, uh, my my lack of interest for my faith started to really show. And so by the time I went to college, I went to the University of Illinois down in Champaign and studied finance and accounting down there. Um, I was only going to mass somewhat, somewhat regularly. Um, it was, uh, my, my life at U of I was one of um, kind of the, kind of that double life where you, you show up to mass on Sunday, but you really don't allow it to transform you. Um, and so my senior year of college is when I was uh, just asking a lot of really big questions um, about my life and about what my purpose was. And I wasn't specifically asking that in a religious context, mm-hmm. but um, it really just got me wondering. And thanks be to God, there were some very holy and happy priests as well as laity who were at the, the Newman Center at the University of Illinois and they just encouraged me to just ask the questions and to, to, to look into my faith. What is it that we believe as Catholics? Why do we believe in the Eucharist? Um, what is what is our call in this life to become saints? And I, I didn't know all of that, even though I'd gone to Catholic school for for eight years, mostly because I wasn't paying attention, not because my teachers were mm-hmm. weren't doing their job. But um, so I. I just, as I started to, I, I was taught how to pray at the Newman Center. And in being taught how to pray, it drew me closer and closer to our Lord Jesus, particularly in the Eucharist and in the Sacrament of Confession. And that was totally transformative for me. Um, and that is where I also, as I began to fall in love with my faith, I began to fall in love with the priesthood because I just saw how incredibly joyful the priests were there. And so from there, I, uh, I, I had already signed a contract to work for one of the big accounting firms in the city, but I knew that I was going to apply for the seminary to at least give it a chance. And the rest is history. So after a year of work, I, I quit my job, entered the seminary and said, Lord, if you want me to be a priest, Please guide me there. And that's what he did. Now, take what you studied in school uh, and add that to your priestly ministry. Does it help? Is it is it part of your ministry? I mean, a lot of, um, I think in at the seminary, I'm not knocking the seminary. I love the seminary. I was there 15 years. But um, you have like one course on being a pastor, you know, it's so. But you have all this experience, this business experience. How does that fit into your priestly ministry? Yeah, I'm sure there are people at the seminary who might even say we don't even have one class on oh. being oh. a pastor. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, the the business acumen that I learned from my classes and that I had that I acquired from my my year of working, I worked in mergers and acquisitions. So so renew my church is is somewhat familiar territory, I guess <laughs> you could say. Uh, and I, I of course I say that with with, with great love, but um, you know, 
studying business, it gives you it gives you a more of an analytical mind and it helps you to see the big picture. Um, one of the things that I growing up in the faith, I never really saw was kind of the big picture, realizing that my parish was part of an archdiocese. The archdiocese is part of the larger church, realizing that there's that we truly are a Catholic church, a universal church. And so uh, as I learned to see the big picture and be able to analyze that big picture by by the numbers, by um, studying balance sheets and income statements, it helps me to see what is the what's one of that's one of the metrics of of our health. How, how is the business doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, while I would never confine a, a parish's uh, vitality to purely numbers, it did help me to see um, how to be a shepherd in in many ways. Hmm. How to take care of the people of God by taking care of their gifts, because everything we have in the parish is a gift. And so, I want to be a good steward of it. Beautiful. Now, you, you know, Dan, you're going to learn a lot from Father Bill and from Father Kevin, the staff. But also, let me share this with you. I've been a priest now 44 years. So mm-hmm. as you're newly ordained, I'm at the other spectrum 44 years. And I thank God every day for the gift of priesthood. But this is so important. As you go into a parish, newly ordained, mm-hmm. let the people teach you. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. the people teach you. I mean, you are a teacher, so you go in with all this knowledge, all the studies in your background, and that's a gift. Mm-hmm. But a great teacher is also a student, is also a learner. So as much as you will give to the people, and also this, you and I in the seminary both together, many, many years apart, I was taught about preachers, a life of giving, a life of service, a life of sacrifice. But I have received more from people by way of love and affirmation and kindness, more than I've ever wow. been able to give out in 44 years. That's a part that hopefully will surprise you. As much as you will be, have a life of giving, God has so blessed me. I have received more from people in 44 years than I ever, ever imagined or dreamed of. And I thank God for the gift of the people of God and the gift of priesthood. And when we come back from break, which Mark will take us to, I want you to help us walk through May 23rd, 2023, ordination day for you and your classmates at Holy Name Cathedral. But Mark, first take us to break. Yeah, and I also want Father Dan to rate Father Bill's uh, ability as a preacher. I want to I get on a <laughs> scale of 1 to 10. WND, <laughs> WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312. 255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Father Dan Corenchen. 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 Father, sorry. Yeah, Father Dan Corenchen. Oh, Corenchen. Corenchen. We'll be back in a few minutes. I hope a lot of people from Elizabeth Seton are listening because they have a wonderful priest who has joined them. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. 
We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Forty-four for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artschicago.org slash schooljobs. Community is core to Catholic Charities' founding mission. For more than 100 years, we have met people and families where they are, serving anyone in need, regardless of their faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. As our world absorbs the economic, political, and social aftershocks of the pandemic, 50% or more of the 6 million people living in Cook and Lake counties have little or no savings. They are a paycheck away from zero. We are deeply grateful to everyone in the Catholic Charities community who partners with us to alleviate the suffering of the people we serve and offer them a better path forward. We are witnessing a message of mercy and hope to a world very much in need. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408 or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Father Dan Corentin from St. Elizabeth Seton Parish in, or in the Hills. Dan, reflect with us a little bit on ordination day. Maybe even, you know, when you woke up that morning and kind of walk us through. It's a short, it's not a long show, but just if you can encapsulate the day for us. Yeah, you know, it was very different from the year prior when I was ordained a deacon. And that day I was very nervous. Mm -hmm. I had never been, uh, never been ordained before, of course. And, and it seemed like in many ways they were, we, we were being prepared for for that day because as father john karchi in the seminary would say it's kind of a it's it's the threshold the threshold mm -hmm. that once you cross there's there's no turning back mm -hmm. and of course he said that you know in a very positive way but um this year on on may on may 20th on the ordination day i woke up in that morning i was staying at my my teaching parish in arlington heights saint james and i was so excited i just felt ready for the day i after being ordained a deacon i just knew that it was only a year before that day came and so when it did 
I just knew I was ready to say a heartfelt yes. Um, there was, yeah, I, I, I had prayed the, the, the night before I had prayed that the Lord would grant me whatever graces I needed to be a good and holy priest. I said, Lord, you know where you're leading me right now. And so I'm going to say yes. I just need you to supply the difference. Mm. And to this day, it's only been two months or so, but he has not let me down since. Um, so that day we we showed up and Cardinal Subic blessed our chalices, which is a, a beautiful tradition in the church. Uh, we had breakfast with him. And then the parents of my classmates and I, they all gave us a surprise gift. It was a, uh, a set of linens for our first mass, which was mm-hmm. such a just a very generous gift. Um, and then from there, we went over to the cathedral. We got vested up. And to see so many priests, deacons, laity, the bishops, so many people who had supported me over these past few years— to just see the joy on their face mm. and to know that they've been praying for me all along and that they were praying for me that very day as we laid prostrate on the on the on the marble in the cathedral it just my heart was exploding with love for them and with love for the whole archdiocese i was so so very excited if you go back mm. uh, dan on that day you know more in the actual uh, ordination in the cathedral I remember my ordination, we were, we were ordained in 79, on May 9, 79, in the main chapel at Mundelein Seminary, and yeah. I think starting in like 1983-84, it was changed to Holy Name Cathedral. I remember a couple of highlights for me would have been when we were, you know, prostrated, prostrated on the ground, and you're just, what's going through your mind during the whole litany of saints, but also the one point in the uh, uh, celebration when you're kneeling and the priests come up and impose hands upon you, priest after priest after priest after priest and the bishops to impose hands on you. What were some of the highlights of the actual celebration for you? That moment, I remember, it's it's maybe 15, 20 minutes or so of each priest laying hands on your head. And um, as a sign of unity of all of us priests together in in just bringing, bringing forth the, the – just bringing forth the gospel over this course of all those centuries, that's where I, I shed the most tears during the entire ordination – was I never looked up. I never saw who exactly was laying their hands on my head, but I just, I knew who was there. And to realize that I was being a free, I was giving, I was being given a free gift as our Lord gave to his apostles in the gospel and that they gave it to others and they gave it to others. It was, it was, I, I couldn't put it into words. And uh, there were quite a few tears that were shed at that moment that had to be, that had to be the moment that was the most profound for me. Now, you're a business major, and then Newman Center was important in your life. You pursued your vocation. What was your family's reaction? Were they surprised when you said you were going into the seminary? You know, I remember when I first started considering the priesthood, I I thought to myself, I have no idea how to explain this to my parents (laughs) because I knew this was this was never on their radar. But funny enough, what started happening was as I was starting to come back into my own faith, my parents were starting to do the same. They were starting to learn more about uh, they were starting to learn more catechesis and they were 
uh, starting to go to daily mass more mm. often and being part of Bible studies. And so when I came home one time, my senior year at at Illinois, I was I remember I was I was laying down in front of the TV just talking to my dad. So I was laying on my back. We were just just kind of laying down there, and he was talking about just all these amazing things he had learned from from Catholic podcasts he had mm-hmm. been listening to. And um, and at one point we we were just talking about the priesthood. I don't even know how it came up. And my father said, you know, if I had a son who was a priest, I think that'd be the coolest thing. And he didn't say it like he was mm-hmm. fishing for anything. Mm-hmm. He just said mm-hmm. it just just and I I was already laying on the floor, but if, if I wasn't, I would have hit the floor. Um, <laughs> because I was said, Dad, I I should tell you that I'm I'm actually like considering the priesthood. And he was so excited. Oh uh, and, and, he put and then no he, pressure he on hit me the floor. Yeah. <laughs> then he hit yes, the floor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how I told him and I told my mom and both of them. Uh, I know they, they certainly had questions. There was a lot that all of us were still learning, but they were so excited and they just, they started praying for me in a special way. Beautiful. And uh, a mother's prayers and a father's prayers. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Lord rejects those whatsoever. Now, being now ordained a priest about two months, Dan, as you look mm-hmm. forward, what are some of your hopes and dreams as you move into your first year in your first assignment? You know, immediately speaking, that one of the, the one of the things I am the most excited for is uh, when the school year starts at St. Elizabeth. So our school there, it's about uh, 400 to 500 kids at a Cardinal Bernadine School, and uh, I love working with youth. I did a lot of work with youth ministry when I was in the seminary. Uh, I would visit the classrooms all the time at my teaching parish in Arlington Heights. And so I am so very excited just to spend time with the youth of our parish. Um, as I'm sure you both you, you, you both would probably agree, when you give – kids, are they're just bundles of energy. And when, when you tap into that, they just they, – they're like a powder keg. They just mm-hmm. explode. Um, and when you see the joy and the passion that they have for our Lord Jesus – if, if, you know, when that's brought out of them, it just, it gives new life and new energy to my own life and to just the whole, the whole parish. So I am so excited to meet them. It's going to take a while to learn their names, I'm sure, <laughs> but I just want to be able to spend time with them and for them to be able to teach me. Uh, the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are children, and uh, I hope I can be more like them. Now, the reverse side of the coin is you talk about hopes and dreams as you move forward what are some of your fears? Wow, what a great question. You know, I think the natural fear that comes, and I think it, it, it came at different uh, parts of my life as well, is you want to, uh, the, the fear of, of not doing it well. Um, I remember in the seminary, uh, my spiritual director told me, he said, resolve to be good at this. And at the seminary, we also have the um, the grave of Cardinal Meyer, and on his gravestone it says, "Take seriously the work in which you will be entrusted with." It's it's in those words more or less. I, I think Dan, you know, I and, think it's interesting. Excuse me, I used to go to the cemetery there often to a Cardinal Meyer's grave. I think the line goes, "Prepare yourselves with all seriousness for the great task which you are about to encounter." 
That's I, it. I think that because I, I actually it. memorized it. So I think you you walked yes. over the same spot I did a long time ago, and I I love that line and tried to memorize it. And uh, you have the same. You did the same thing I did. <laughs> and, and 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 don't forget, Cardinal Meyer chose to be buried there for a reason. He he loved yeah. the he loved the seminary, and he loved mm-hmm. he loved his priest. In fact, here's the line: Prepare yourselves with all seriousness for the great task which God calls you. That's the line. Mark it. That's a question. it. And then and um, I was going to ask you, as you look at preaching, I mean that's a big. That's a big part of priestly ministry in terms of engaging people to the gospel. Uh, how do you how do you look at that? How did you study it? How are you? Maybe do you have a preaching idol that you go to, or is it, I want to be like him? That's a great question. Um, I don't know if there's one particular person that I try to emulate when I preach, um, but. It, my my style of preaching, at least what my mentality is when I'm praying through the readings at the beginning of the week and as I'm putting my notes together, is our Lord Jesus prefers to work slowly, quietly, and gently in our lives. And that's that's what they taught us in the seminary. And so um, you know, I'm I'm a young priest. I, I have a lot of energy, and sometimes that can cause that that can allow me to become you know very zealous and wanting you know quick results. Like, hey, mm-hmm. let's let's do this, let's change this. You know, I'm sure you, you, Monsignor, you you've probably seen that quite a bit uh, in your time as a priest. And it, so it's a reminder for me when I'm preaching is the Lord is working very quietly, slowly, and gently in my heart. And so when I'm preaching, I just want to help people to see what God is already doing in their lives. Father, Dan, I'm not we, really I, there to Dan, I hate give to them a you. whole new thing. We need to bring a program to a close. We're going way over here. One mm-hmm. thing in a very Thank special you way. So much. Father Dan Corentian, the new associate pastor of St. Elizabeth Seton Parish in Orland Hills. Special thanks to Mark Teresi, Michael May, Clint Cottrell. Father Dan, you are an outstanding guest. Our yes, prayers thank with you, you so much. God bless you as you begin your new ministry thank as you. a priest. Say hi to your pastor. Have a great me. day, everybody. God bless Girl all here. of you. May God bless you. you.